I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome to the best movies you've never seen. My name is Stephen Fennick and I'm joined by Trevor Long for the podcast that presents you movies you may not have heard of, you may not have seen. Trevor has definitely not seen them. Uh-huh. And this is our continuing series where we bring you the movies that I know very well, but that Trevor's seeing for the very first time, as might you be as well. You Don't be, be afraid to admit it, folks. For the first time. Don't be movie shamed. Now, I think what, what, what I like about how we're sort of dipping back in the, in the older movies and then sort of coming back, I, I try to keep the movies, uh, older movies and then more recent movies, so we just mm. try to have a mix. Now, uh, with a movie like this, with this week's movie is The Poseidon Adventure. This came out in 1972. Now, I know, my kids, I'll use them as the example, if they see a movie that came out in 50 years ago, they're going to go, yeah, they, 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 they might not give it a try. This movie's as old as my older brother. There you go. Yeah, well, it's older than me. So I'll tell you how old it is, uh, where I saw it. The, it was released in 1972, so stars Gene Hackman. So great cast. Gene Hackman, Shelley Winters, Ernest Borgnine, Stella Stevens, Roddy McDowell, Jack Albertson. We'll talk a bit later about where, where the movies that you've already seen and most of these actors in. Oh, gosh. This movie was based on the Paul Gallico novel. Later on, I'll tell you the differences between novel and film. Right. But the author, Paul Gallico, was actually got the inspiration to write this book on a, on a trip he had on the Queen Mary. Now, when he was, uh, <laughs> he was having breakfast in the dining room one morning and the, the boat hit a really large wave and all the furniture and people just crashed on the other side of the, of the boat. Hmm. And that's where he had sort of the seed of the idea of uh, basing a novel around some sort of disaster. I, lo- I love that. Yeah. I do love those that moment of inspiration. Where, yeah. I mean, every, I guess everything has an inspiration. Every story, of every course. book, everything. But I love that idea that that it's that something just one thing happened that triggers yeah. you to go. Imagine if you wrote a whole thing based yeah. on that, and he visualised the, yeah. the, the, the critical. You point can actually, there, yeah. you can actually see it. 
oh, in the course. movie. You can, you can see how you'd go. Imagine if this was that way out. and all that kind of stuff. He yeah, plays yeah. it out. Absolutely, yeah. There was actually also aboard the Queen Mary during World War Two. There was uh, that that was the the moment that Paul Gallico was experienced. But there yeah. was there was another uh, there was troops in on the Queen Mary during World War Two. Um, it was on its way to Europe, and the 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 ship was hit by a huge wave in the North Atlantic as well. And that they said that if it had a rolled another five inches, it would have capsized like like the like Poseidon. Oh wow! So the, well, the, the Queen Mary has actually been involved in an incident close to this. Yeah, I guess um, that's the thing. You have the idea, and then you'd spend your days. Oh, he done a well, research. On, now yeah. you'd be on the internet, but then you'd be reading every every book about shipwrecks and uh, yeah. cruise disasters and stuff, and using them as inspiration. Fascinating. Yeah. Now, filming, uh, they had this project lined up. It was delayed a couple of times due to the cost. There was uh, obviously, the, this was produced by 20th Century Fox. And it was funny how they, 20th Century Fox had a, a pretty solid run in the years before this. So they had The Sound of Music, which was a massive hit, which we've covered yep. in 1965. Dr. Doolittle in 67. Right. Star in 1968. Hello, Dolly in 69. So on the plus side they were having all these successes but they were also getting hammered with losses from a lot of big budget musicals that were uh, they think right sound of mu- we made sound of music we, if we make something like that it'll be popular which and unfortunately they so didn't all true, work out yeah. right <laughs> and and it's funny because Irwin Allen as I mentioned in last week uh, in your millionaire question he was a big TV producer and a lot of his shows like Lost in Space the Time Tunnel Land of the Giants were mm. high budget TV shows, uh, and that was ironically another factor weighing against producing this movie was the money that they were spending on his TV projects. <laughs> right. So they decided, uh, look, you know, we're gonna. They did relent when he when Irwin Allen said, "Look, if I help finance the movie, will you make it?" And they agreed. So he right. helped. He helped do that, and they decided to uh, to give it a crack. So let's tell tell us now. Have you, if you had any kind of impression of this before your first viewing? None. Had Zero. you heard of it? Zip. I feel like the the the, the words ring a bell. Yeah. But if I was genuine millionaire, I'd be I'd be stumped. Yep. So I got nothing. Zero, Zero impression. What what sort of what was your thumbnail? Thumbnail was a ship, uh, yeah. sinking or on its side or upside it was down. disaster. Yeah. It upside had disaster. Yeah. And only fact, um, Victoria walked in as I just kind of started the, you know, the first part of the movie is yeah. really just a ship on water. Yeah. She walked in at that point and she goes, is this the Titanic? And I went, <laughs> I went real close, but yeah, no. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she left. And, uh, so there yeah, man, I came into this with nothing. Uh, certainly I think I knew of its uh, age because I think you'd yeah. mentioned that only yeah, last week, but yeah. yeah, legit. That's as much as okay. I got. Well, you would. You... I, I think I said to you last week, Poseidon. I think I said, is it like a Greek god story? Well, Poseidon, Poseidon is Poseidon. the Greek god of the ocean. And because yeah. my son is yeah. reading a lot of Greek god books oh, at the is moment. That right. Okay. Um, P- Percy Jackson. Oh, um, of course. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, mate, I'm literally at zero with this. Well, would you believe this movie received eight Oscar nominations? Wow. It was a big, big, uh, big show back in the day. It was it actually won best original song for the morning after, which is played several times during the movie. Was also given. Get this right. There was not as at the time, there was not a specific visual effects award. Oh. It was a non-competitive uh, special achievement award. Mm. So they gave a non-competitive. They just gave him like a yeah. Because you did such a Thank good job with the visual effects. We noticed your work, yeah. so here's so an award. They got a reward for that. Now yeah. it's a category. Now right. it's a category. But the other categories: uh, best supporting actress for Shelley Winters, 
best cinematography, best art direction, best costume design, best sound, best uh, film editing, best original score by John Williams. So of of Star Wars and Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones and E.T. and Jaws fame. But that year, uh, they only won that one award. So eight nominations, one win. The two movies that dominated those, that awards that year was Mm. Cabaret, starring Liza Minnelli, and The Godfather. Oh, wow. In 1972. So, so they're up against they're up against uh, a, a lot of uh, competition there. Yep. Would you believe also they made a sequel to this movie? You're probably thinking, how yeah, the hell well, can mate, you make a sequel? Mate, they well, made no, it. Well, no, I, I will have something to say yeah. at the end of the run-through okay. about... Well, I just want to tell you the sequel what was I called think was missing. Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Starred Michael Caine, Sally Field. Oh, wow. Solid actors. It was about two rival salvage companies trying to get back to the wreck to recover treasures that were on board. There was apparently valuables on board that were, they were racing to, to yeah, get there first. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, it, it, was flop? Yeah. it was a bomb. It was a bomb. They also remade the movie in 2006 with Kurt Russell in the lead role with Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. Uh, but again, like every other remake, nearly every other remake cannot match the original. Yeah. Like Willy Wonka. We've seen <laughs> when when the did Apes. they remake it? They remade Willy Wonka in no, no, I think, Poseidon. Oh, oh, Poseidon in two thousand and six, I think. Yeah. And how bad was it? It was it was good, not great. It was it was average. Yeah. Why, why remake? I think they just wanted to. I think what they were trying to do is sort of flex their muscle with special effects and really make it wow, visually stunning. Like Poseidon Adventure did pretty good for what they had at the time. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, you, mate, yeah. when we get to the run through, yeah, I you know bad. for the time, very yeah, impressive. Not bad at all. This is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to dive into Poseidon Adventure. If you oh, yeah. haven't seen it, you can catch it on Fetch. Along with thousands and thousands of other movies, uh, you can uh, jump into Fetch and you can find something to watch. Um, and in this case, you search for Poseidon Adventure, your best option is probably going to be Disney Plus uh, to watch it. Okay, so because it's a Fox movie. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's right. So if you go to the movie store, you'll find literally – Thousands of movies to choose so from. So you looked for it on the on the fetch box. Fetch, Look, fetch, just search search on and fetch. And told you it was on and, Disney Plus. Uh, this, I was coming. I'm, we're sitting in front of my fetch box here. There are ten thousand yep. six hundred and forty six <laughs> movies wow. to choose from, that'll ladies feel, and gentlemen. Fill a few weekends. So you know, if you are looking for something to watch, I don't think you'll yeah. find yourself short of entertainment Not when it comes all. to fetch. Some good choices just on that screen. Just on the there. on the very first Great. screen with which is sorted alphabetically because two hashtag three hashtag movies first dollar. <laughs> Sign, so you know it's very okay. Um, it's well sorted, but um, yeah, no, there's ten thousand movies to choose from across all the streaming titles and the movie movie store, as well as all your catch up TV, your live TV, recorded TV, literally everything your entertainment needs uh, in your home. And what I love is is the my stuff page, which allows me to see all the things that I'm either doing or have done. So if in the middle of Lego Masters, for example and you've been watching it on nine now because you don't watch it at night time, yeah. then it's just there. When you go to my stuff, it's just there, ready just, yeah, to go to the next up. episode. You don't have to find your way through everything. It's a great service for the whole family or, or for an individual. Fetch Mighty, Fetch Mini, uh, available from uh, major internet providers like Aussie Broadband and Optus and through major retails. And details at fetchtv.com.au. Okay, you have seen the movie now, The Poseidon Adventure. Give us your just your first impressions after your first watch. Um, look, I thought... Uh, I was, I'll say straight up because I'll get to it in the run through, but I did think the the effects were Im- impressive for the time. Yep. Um, I'll pull a bit of it apart as we go through. Um, I, it, it it dragged on. That's that's my only kind of criticism. I did really? feel like it was like are we, are we it's just, it was like the same the same 
adventure 16 times, you know? Oh, oh we've got to get through this little bit, that little bit. Yeah. It was I don't like, know. I felt like that. Obstacles in their way, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. I felt like we were watching the, you know, the 100-meter hurdles in, in 10-meter blocks. Because I, I, I've actually felt the opposite this time. Like, I've seen this movie, I reckon, 20 times, and I felt that it was actually the the part where they decided well, they were to get out of here. I felt that was actually felt shorter to me. Yeah, that that bit. I'm, I, I expected there to be. I think. Oh, is that it? Oh, that's right. There was. There, there nearly. I, I think also the. Um, the, I feel like the. I would love to have seen a lot more of the, you know, the writing of it because I feel like it's a much longer story. I'm assuming the it book. Is. The book, the book has massive, so yeah. much more because I can. Books heaps you can kind of see like uh, there's moments where you go, well, that was kind of a bit on its own, yeah. and then uh, and you can imagine there was more yeah, to it right. that they just went, we'll take the tip of the iceberg. I will tell you all of those differences at the end, of, but um, no, you're right. It, there is a lot more in the book, and that, that's the problem with with converting like a, adapting a book to the yeah. screen. You only you only get a fraction of it. Like it's like Game of Thrones is a classic example. Like Game of Thrones. Oh, really? The only it's the top layer of the book. The books are so much deeper. If if they did the books faithfully, there'd be fifty episodes every every season, oh, wow. and there'd be twenty seasons. It's so deep. <laughs> they probably so would I have think, made yeah, made as much money. <laughs> probably right. But uh, yeah, the, I felt this is the same. The book was. I, I haven't read the book actually, but I do know it is a much deeper, bigger, longer story uh, in the novel. Right, right. Uh, you know what? I the the. Uh, what's your tweet on this one? How's your, how are you? My tweet on it? this one is: um, it's not the Titanic. It's a different boat uh, with a <laughs> very different approach to the storytelling. Fair call. It is, and you're right. Now, this is one of the very first movies I can remember seeing in a theater. Really? I was four years old. I can distinctly remember seeing this in the in the movie theater. So you'll hate this, but yeah. I can distinctly remember being at the movies, Griffith. <laughs> Re, not Griffith Regional Theatre, but in yeah. Griffith. And the, I remember being at a movie, and yeah. I remember there being an intermission. Uh, but I don't remember what the movie was. It was intermission. It must have been long then, long movie. Well, maybe it was The Sound of Music. What year was it? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. No, you'll hate, of, you'll so hate you, the fact you that... You wouldn't have seen Sound of Music no, in a theatre. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's the only movie I know that has an intermission. Uh, <laughs> um, you, you'll... You just hate the fact that I I don't remember such. Now this is one of the first we saw it in the city in I think in one of the big one of the cinemas. I think there was this was before even the big entertainment center was built in Sydney in, in on George Street there because ah, okay. they were all independent little theaters. Yep. So I was four at the time, like four and a half. I think it didn't come out till I was nearly five. But I've seen it of course many many times. And this is another movie that my dad loves loves. Oh really? Whenever it's on, I, I'd say Dad. Channel Seven or whatever. Is it's that on. a story thing or a cast thing? I think it's a cast thing. Yeah, I, he likes I feel Shelley like Winters it re- and resonates. Ernest yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like the sound of music for him. It's like I think oh, Poseidon Adventures. On. He goes, oh, I can't watch it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think nice. it's because of the cast. Speaking of the cast, let's talk about the casting call. This has got well, probably uh, uh, one of the best casts for a movie in terms of just the the fame of the actors, but also there were a lot of Oscar winners among them too. Like Gene Hackman plays Reverend Scott. Yeah, he was in the French Connection. He won Best Actor for that. Okay. He was also in a movie we've covered, Superman. Superman. And he was also in Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. He won Best Supporting Actor. So he's a two-time Oscar winner. Wow. So at the time, he'd already he'd already won French Connection. Was the year before he made this. Yeah, right. Shelley Winters, who plays Belle Rosen, she won. Uh, she she played. Which one's Belle? Belle is the the Mrs. Rosen. You know the oh, large the large yeah, lady. Yeah. She was good. Yeah. She was in A Patch of Blue. That's where she won her Best Actress Oscar. Oh, wow. She was also in The Diary of Anne Frank. She won the Best Supporting Actress Oscar for that. She died in 2006. Huh. She passed away. Ernest Borgnine. I'm sure you've seen him. 
Which, he plays is he, is he her Mike, husband? No, no, he plays Mike Rogo, the old uh, the ex detective. Yes, yes, I've seen him. I he, don't know. He where. was in McHale's Navy. McHale's Navy. Yeah. <sighs> but he also won Best Actor Oscar for Marty. What about the Oscars in yeah, this one? I'm telling you, this they, these all pre, pre the Oscars pre Poseidon Adventure. Man, Gene Hackman's second Oscar came after. Sure, but there were still yeah. Oscars in. Mate, there were Oscar winners that lined up for this movie. Gene Hackman had won one already. Shelley Winters, Ernest Borgnine. Red Buttons was also an Oscar winner for he played Mr. Martin, yeah, you know, the haberdasher, that guy that, that looks after the singer. He play he won Best Supporting Actor for Sayonara yep. back in the late fifties. He was also in Hatari, Pete's Dragon. He died in two thousand six. Ernest Borgnine, by the way, passed away in two thousand twelve. Jack Albertson. Now tell me where Is you've seen him old, before. The, the Mrs. husband, husband, Mister Rosen. Mate, what um, movie was he? Charlie in? the Chocolate come... Factory. He's the pop. Willy Wonka. Oh my goodness! What? Yeah, yeah, Willy yeah. Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. He played um, Grandpa George. That's it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad. Oh you man, because no, it, it has been bugging me, <laughs> and it literally just came to me then. There you go. Well, yeah, he, nice. he again. He was an Oscar winner too. Won Best Supporting Actor in the film. The subject was roses. Uh, made Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and he passed away in 1981. So out of the, there's one, two, three, four, five, five of the main characters, all Oscar winners before they've made Poseidon That's, Adventure. So I mean, I think for perspective, and again, this goes to the okay. So you're not of our generation; you're a younger generation. Yeah. This movie's you never heard of. Let's yeah. just imagine you lined up five, five Oscar, Oscar winners, winners yeah, for your movie, yeah. in a movie yeah. today. Yeah. Would that even happen? Mate, it would. It, like you, you, you see, like movies like Babylon, and there was other, 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 other films recently, like Amsterdam, where they've got you know Christian Bale, Brad Pitt, you know Oscar nominees, Margot Robbie, all these actors in the same movie, and that, and that is a, that's a massive event. Yeah, for getting just, all them together. I just think Imagine that gives this. context to how big of a course. movie this was. Well, yeah. you'll see a lot of the trailers, you know, starring Academy Award winner, boom, Academy Award winner, boom. You're thinking, Jesus, a lot of Academy Award. I'm going to yeah. go see this. That was the effect that it had on this. This was the, he did pretty well at the box office. Also in the movie was Stella Stevens. She played Linda Rogo. Remember the the she was the former the pro, former, former former prostitute. prostitute yep. So she was in the Silences. She was also in the Nutty Professor with Jerry Lewis. She actually died this year. Stella Stevens died on my birthday, February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Oh, wow. Stella Stevens just passed away. Wow. Roddy McDowell. Now you here's the if you Andy. Can, Related he, to he him, was, he was Acres, the uh, the the guy, the the waiter that was helping him at the early part. Yeah, but if you could tell me what movie he was in that we've covered, no, you. But, oh, I've, yeah, no. But I'll give you a clue. You will you'll recognize his voice and his eyes. No, I've got nothing. Planet of the Apes. Oh he, my lord! He played Cornelius. You know the the ape that yeah. helped that helped um, Taylor. Okay. Remember him and Zira? They were the couple. I remember very little about that. Rod, movie. Roddy McDowell, Planet of the Apes, was also in Fright Night. So amazing cast, eh? Pretty good. That's uh, yeah. I'm genuinely impressed by the cast. Solid cast yeah, yeah, credentials. Yeah. Before we dive into the run through, let's talk about our other great sponsor. And of course, if you're looking for movies to watch, you want to watch it on a great screen, and that's exactly what High Sense can provide. High Sense, if you are looking for a TV, check out High Sense's new range. You are going to discover Mini LED. Now, what Mini LED does, that offers an improvement in the picture quality. The Mini LED technology combined with the Hisense QLED Quantum Dot Color really does provide 
a breathtaking display. Their mini LED backlight technology with QLED can produce unbelievable picture quality, stunning contrast as well, and can display over 1 billion shades of colours. Now, did you also know that the Hisense TVs are certified IMAX enhanced? Uh. Now, if you don't know what that means, there are some streaming services like Disney Plus has an IMAX enhanced version of various movies. So if yep. you're into your Marvel movies, a lot of those big, big, big blockbuster films, are there are actually IMAX enhanced versions that you can watch. So basically what it means is that the picture fills the whole screen. So there's no letterboxing. You're getting more, not less. Because it's shot with the IMAX camera. So they're all so you're certified. seeing stuff that you wouldn't see. That you wouldn't normally in the normal see version. the normal version. Right. So IMAX enhanced, and that, that is something that Hisense can provide, along with Dolby Vision IQ and the HDR10 Plus. So you're getting better contrast as well. And if, who doesn't love to watch sport? Sport on a Hisense TV with auto sports mode, 200 smooth motion. So if you, you feel like you're at the game, and of course, we all love gaming. And if you if you're into your gaming, your Hisense TV has Game Mode Pro. So the HDMI two point run running, so you can have 4K games running at 120 hertz, which is all the latest titles are offering. That there's also virtual refresh rate, auto low latency mode, and AMD's free sync technology. All that comes together. So whether you're into your movies, your sport, or your gaming. The Hisense TV has got you covered. So do yourself a favour. Head down to the store. Stand in front of the Hisense TV. See it for yourself. TVs, uh, picture quality is a very subjective thing. But very I'm much so. Very confident that you stand in front of the Hisense TV, you will love what you see. I've I've r- never had anyone say to me, you recommended that TV and oh, it was yeah. rubbish. And I Absolutely. actually did a shout out to, to a bunch of people to say, what, what, have, what have you bought that I've recommended? Yeah. So many people. Oh, high sense this, high sense that. Yeah. So many happy customers. Everyone so we're is glad. happy. And also, when they, they ask about the TV, and I say, "Look, are you going to go seventy-five? Or and they said, "Oh, we we're going to buy sixty-five. Trust You're me. You're kidding. I said, "Come on, go seventy-five, even eighty-five. Just do it. You buy a TV." You're gonna want you you don't you don't want to sit there and think oh I wish I had got the bigger TV. Mate, Do it regrets now. Regrets are made through TV purchases. Go home if uh, you want the big TV. High Sense can look after you there. Check them out, out their range in store or at their website highsense.com.au. Okay, we're going to get to the run through now, and the I, I like at the very start how they kind of give away the story. Mm. Did you notice the little thing come up on the screen saying? SS Poseidon yeah, it's, sales. It's a dead, the whole, yeah. it's just, yeah, this is well, the story it, it, of the like survivors. A, it's like a like a found film sort of movie. They wanted you to know oh, yeah. what happened. It's yep. like, this is what happened. So they say SS Poseidon's on, on a way from, from New York, uh, stop going at Athens, going to Athens, met with disaster and was lost. Only a handful of survivors. This is their story. So they sort of, they go, well, well, you Sorry. know, <laughs> You watch Titanic, you know that thing's going to bloody sink, don't you? Like, yeah, you want to know what happened. I guess that's the point. Yeah. With this movie, you know, there's a, just looking at the poster, you see there's a ship upside down. You know things are going to go down. Yeah. Okay? But see, the thing is, the next, the, the immediate scene is this you know, intense storm, a young boy on the deck who then yeah. kind of runs into the bridge. Yeah. Now, I'll just fast forward my thoughts here a little bit. This was fine at the time. But then when you, when you get further into the movie, I kept thinking to myself, wait a minute. Was the boy on the deck thing in chronological order? Did that happen early? Like yeah. there was a point where I questioned whether or not this was a that had been a flashback. Yeah. So it actually messed with my head a little bit, but no. I, I soon came to realise that that it was happening in chronological order. And uh, 
or was when, or was when he arrives uh, on the bridge, you can see that uh, the captain's on the phone on the on the phone to the engine room, to, to talking about their pump and stabilizer issues. And I love how the bloke on the other end complains about the Greek owner who's actually actually in Standing the, on the right bridge. Him, is yeah, right yeah. there. Uh, he arrives on the bridge, and the guy goes, "Why would you come up here?" He goes, "You said come up any time." <laughs> so he said, "Righto." So they, they they see they get over the top of this big way, but we also hear the captain saying that there are there are issues. That last one almost broached us, Lenarchus. I warn you, we should have loaded extra bunkers in Gibraltar. We are top heavy, and when that pump is repaired, I am taking on more ballast. So that immediately sets the scene to think, well, okay, there's, there's the, if the ship isn't as the captain would like it. Yeah, and, and, and it's not through his own seas. choosing. There's also yeah. a fault. So, you know, taking on yeah. ballast is pumping on water, which can then be pumped off. The whole point yeah. of... In, in shipping terms, is, is, is yeah. to level things out. So you can bring water in, which actually say, seems strange because most yeah. people would think that would sink a boat, but that that's to level ballast, it out. So the, everything, yeah. the amount of weight at the top um, is is conversely offset by the weight at the bottom. Now, what I love too is the next few scenes are introducing the other characters. Yeah. The first introduction we have is to the doctor knocks on the door. Uh, Mike Rogo answers the door. Apparently his wife's sick in bed and... The, the doctor said, look, three quarters of the passengers are sick. Apparently, he goes, you took all day to get here. What's wrong yeah, with you? And then like, it, then, but then he's yeah. also filthy. He just hands over some aspirin. <laughs> he, goes, um, he doesn't even go near He's like, he didn't even go nearer. And then yeah. he's like, how is she meant to take the tablet if she can't even drink some water? He goes, mate, it's a suppository. And he goes, what do you do with that? <laughs> the wife goes, I know what to do with that. Just tell uh, me to get out of here. But he says, oh, God, I reckon it's more than this. I reckon that's food poisoning. So it's a funny thing because, yeah. uh, you know, old mates filthy that it's not seasickness. It's, it's food poisoning. Which is yeah. a storyline that ends. Like you think, is that going to, yeah. oh, is this no, going to be? It was seasick because the rough seas. I understand, yeah. but you've got this, you know, everyone's sick. Is, the, is yeah. this a thing? It, it Without knowing yeah. the story, you think, oh, so there's yeah. going to be a drama here. But it's not. It's just nipped in the bud. That's, yeah. not, that's not part of it. <laughs> but the next scene, though, we see that the, it's now calm seas. Yeah. And we see this guy, which is Mr. Martin, uh, doing his little funky little walking exercises on the deck. Yeah. Comes across the old couple. And this is the first introduction we have to Mr. and Mrs. Rosen who we find out are on their way to Israel yep. to meet their grandson for the, for first, the first time. time. Two yeah. years old, already yeah. walking. Yeah. And you know what? I love that casting of that couple. They were great. It's a, it's yeah. a lovely couple. Really it nice. is genuinely yeah. the kind of couple yeah. you would come old across. Old married couple, yeah. On a old cruise. married couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he's a bit under the thumb. You know, it's just yeah. the whole, it's She's perfect. Just, no, right. I very, really like well, that. Well, mate, she got an Academy Award <laughs> nomination, so she did pretty well there. Next thing we see, uh, we're on the de- uh, talking. Uh, we've introduced to a who we person we discover is a reverend. Get down on your knees and pray to God for help, and then maybe everything will work out fine. Garbage. Not where I come from. You could wear off your knees praying to God for heat in a cold water flat in February, and icicles would grow from your upraised palms. If you're freezing to death, you burn the furniture. You set fire to the building, but you get off your knees. Somewhat unorthodox, wouldn't you say, Reverend Scott? But realistic. John, you've got to use your church for something more positive than prayer. If you deliver sermons like this, it's a wonder you're still an ordained minister. Or are you? The best kind. So right off the bat there, we, we find out he's a reverend, Reverend yes. Scott. That he's a little against the grain. He's sort of he's like not straight your up typical he's, reverend. Like he's wearing a skivvy, but yeah. he's not wearing the the kind of. No, he's just got the little white collar. The, I don't know what yeah. that is. The, yeah. the the church collar, I'd call yeah. it. Yep. <clears throat> Which I think you know it's not not unusual um, for people of different faiths. You know, it's yeah. a very very Catholic thing, isn't it? The collar. Yeah. But 
it, it kind of also paints that picture of the the style of Reverend he is. Yeah, he's a bit of a rebel. Yeah. In fact, we find but out not, that but he's not a, at all hated by the other guys. No, it's no. just, you know, he, yeah, he's, he's different. But we do find out that he's being punished for some reason. He's being banished to a new country in Africa. And he goes, you know what? They're giving me exactly what I wanted. I can do, be able to do what I want over there. Yeah. So that we, we immediately establish that he's a bit of a rebel, goes against the grain. Yep. But uh, and he's off to some other part of the world. This is obviously why he's on the boat because he's going to be going to this African yep. country. Uh, did you know that some of the scenes that were shot aboard? So those scenes we just saw, they yeah. were actually shot aboard the Queen Mary. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the including I the mean, opening storm sequence. Spoiler so, uh, alert! Yeah. I worked out that the boat was not real um, because yeah. it was a model. Exactly. And I'm sure you'll get <laughs> yeah. into that at some point. I will. But, I will. But, <laughs> oh, here, here's what I'll say straight up. Yeah. I thought it was very well done. Oh, it was great. To, yeah. to, you know. If you're, if well, you, I'll give you a spoiler they, alert. They probably, was, they probably it, stuck to it a bit long in some some shots. Yeah, it was it like it was obvious model. If you'd, an have, obvious if you'd model, have pulled man. out of that five seconds earlier, I wouldn't yeah. have had the time to analyze, yeah. you know, the size of the wave or something like that. Yeah. But that's the only like it was a good model. It was, it was well it was shot. Great. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, yeah, they so they shot on the Queen Mary, including the opening storm sequence, the pre-disaster scenes. Uh, so when they shot the staterooms and hallways, scenes above deck. Uh, there was also an early scene in the engine room that was all on the Queen yep. Mary. Okay. Now back on the bridge, uh, they see the smooth seas and clear skies, and they they start taking on ballast. But then this is the first time that we see the a bit of a clash between the captain and Lanarcos. Water full ahead, Captain. I have already told you, Mister Lanarcos, we don't have enough ballast yet to run full ahead. I suggest we talk privately. Line up, start taking on ballast. I did not suggest pull ahead, Captain. As the new owner's representative on this ship, <laughs> I ordered it. Damn it, man, the Poseidon is too fine a lady to be rushed to the junkyard on her last voyage. We are already three days behind schedule. And it's costing my consortium thousands of dollars every day to maintain a wrecking crew. I demand we dock Monday night. And I can't afford to gamble with the lives of my passengers. Your business is to deliver this ship where we want it, when we want it. Running an unstable ship at full ahead is dangerous. I'm sure. Especially one as old as this. I'm sure I don't have to remind you of my legal right to have you relieved of command. Three other officers aboard this ship have their master's license. Now, order full ahead. Does that not have you seen Titanic? Uh, I have seen it, but I don't think remember. You have. It. It, that reminds me of that character, Mr. Lanaka, so representing the company that now owns the boat. Mm. They want to take it and re- yeah, it's a very strange. It. Yeah, like what they got a wrecking crew. He cares crew so to much take about it, it, but they're, they're demolishing it. That yeah. that part of the story yeah. actually makes no sense. Well, his excuse there was that there's a wrecking crew that's costing us thousands of dollars waiting for the boat to arrive before they actually do their job and take it apart. Mm. That character is very similar to in Titanic. Remember Mr. Ismay who ordered, he says, look, I want, let's go full ahead. He goes, how good would it be if we arrive in New York that morning, a day early? And that was what sort of forced them to go full ahead. Caused them to not pay attention. Not not see the iceberg in time. Okay, back in the dining hall, the, we hear the singer rehearsing. And this is where the song that won, eventually won the Academy Award is first heard. Uh, it's uh, There's Got to Be a Morning After was the song. Beautiful I don't song. want to sing it. And you, it's, this is where we. The yeah, that's the one. That's not bad. <laughs> Here's where we also see the waiter, Mr. Akers, watching the band. And sort of we. we yeah. He's sort of really fascinated by the whole thing. Uh, in the cabin, we also met, uh, we meet the young kid. His name's Robin, that little boy. 
Yep. And his sisters, she's there. Boisterous little hair. fella. Yeah. And uh, she's there. They go. They, they knock on the door and they've received a cable. This <laughs> will you take do? you back, eh? Like, well, here's a cable. It doesn't so take me back, mate. I'll take you back. They they, they <laughs> open up a, an envelope and say, oh, it's a message from dad. And uh, I think he starts giving his sister a bit of lip here. And then he says, look, she say, he says, oh, shove it. He goes, don't be talking to me like that. And he goes, shove it, shove it, shove it. <laughs> yeah. and then he, That's my fact. You know what? Yeah. She goes, don't you say that again. Yeah. And I thought, he is going to say it on repeat. <laughs> he shuts the door, opens the door and goes, shove it, shove it, shove it. And I just went, that is exactly yeah. what I expected would happen. We're back on the deck. And here's where the preacher is now talking to other passengers, giving his sermon. Don't pray to God to solve your problems. Pray to that part of God within you. Have the guts to fight for yourself. God wants brave souls. He wants winners, not quitters. If you can't win, at least try to win. God loves triers. Isn't that right, Robin? Right. So, what resolution should we make for the new year? Resolve to let God know that you have the guts and the will to do it alone. Resolve to fight for yourselves and for others and for those you love. And that part of God within you will be fighting with you all the way. It, it was very rebellious, I thought. That. Like you could just tell straight but, up because it's, also, a very, it's a very um, not evangelical. It's just a very yeah. un, unorthodox Well, we hear the other right? reverend to- comment on what he says here, but... I found this to be a little bit prophetic as well because of what's going to happen. He was sort of talking about, come on, fight. Yeah. Get I've... there. Let's do it. You know, yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was seen to me like, it's like he almost knew there was going to, something's going to happen and it everyone's also, going to have to have a go. It also perfectly sets the scene, which is to come, yeah. of division yeah. among, not, not division in the sense of I hate you and you hate me. Yeah. It's a division in the sense of I morally can't bring myself to yeah. do that or put myself before that. You know, that's, that's the other thing it created. Because essentially, and, and again, it comes up later, but it, it says do differently to what you've been told yeah. all along. That's the weird thing. And I think it's also, you know, God, God loves triers. It doesn't, you know, don't be a quitter, be a yeah. trier. Yeah. Next scene is in the cabin with Mike and Linda, and she's a bit reluctant to go to the uh, New Year's Eve celebrations. They've been picked to sit on the captain's table. And she says, you've only been invited because you're a police captain. They say, mm. go without me. And, and then she says, oh, who am yeah, I going to kiss a at bit, midnight? It, it, who, who it, I, he says, who am I going to kiss at midnight? The captain? <laughs> she's got this weird... She's like, got a oh, fear that oh, someone's going to recognise her. You fast forward that scene to yeah. today, yeah. and it, it had more of a... like a, not, Mental health is a big call, but it was like she yeah. had a fear of the, of the, the going out yeah. or the people or whatever, which we very quickly established. She's yeah. not, it's not a thing that she doesn't want to go out. She's, she just exposes her former life here yeah. where we find out she used to be a, a, a prostitute. And she had this fear that she'd run into previous clients. Yeah. And she says, look, you're out of that business now. And he, sh- I think she replies saying, look, I saw an officer on deck and he looked awfully familiar, even with his clothes on. <laughs> so I'm thinking, whoa, okay. But uh, then we also realized that she was arrested six times by Mike. He arrested by him. six times. And he goes, well, how else am I going to get you to marry me? <laughs> yeah. Now, did you Which know? Which was her her going, oh, that was kind of, she went, oh, that's kind of romantic. That calmed her down a bit. But what, what we what we found out, though, and I, we, I'm not sure whether the author actually knew this or not, but there was actually a case where uh, in 1954, a police inspector in San Francisco married a woman who he'd arrested eight times before oh, no. as a cool girl. Wow. So there is a precedent that this has actually happened. 
So it was uh, a, a remarkable thing <laughs> in the movie, but it's actually happened in real life. Now, we're at the New Year's Eve dinner party. This is a big night now. Big, big night. night, yeah. It's all happening. The band's performing. Well, I mean, and also, yeah. uh, this felt more like a destination trip as opposed to cruises of today, right? This yeah. is more of a, you choose to fly economy, not business. This is a, yeah. you choose to, fl- uh, you know, go by sea, not air. Yeah. Whereas now you might have a trip that you actually book a, a New Year's cruise. Yeah. Regardless, you knew you were traveling on New Year's. This is a yeah. night you would have packed an outfit for. Oh, for sure. The people in this tux- is a big tuxedos. Deal. Yeah, yeah, this is a big deal. So at the table, um, I, I like this little scene where Mr. Martin takes out all his vitamins. And he starts talking. She asks, "What? What? What's this?" And she, she, she says, oh, "They look very this. pretty." She and calls, this, "Yeah." She says, "What is the green one doing?" And then he, she, I like her line. She goes, "Look, all you need is a pretty wife." And he explains the fact that look, he's he's been. Uh, he goes to the store at eight, opens at nine, closes at seven, goes home at eight. So basically, saying all my life is dedicated to my work. He's a haberdasher. But she, yeah. the Mrs. Rosen, turns yeah. to her husband and basically yeah. says, that's him up until a couple of years ago they, when we sold our business. They sold their hardware business. They, they talk about not being able to go to Coney Island. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back up on the bridge, though, report comes in. From the seismographic station in Athens, sir. Subsea earthquake, 7.8 on the Richter scale. Epicenter 130 miles northwest of Crete. So they're basically, they're basically heading right towards it, I mm. think is what you can read there. Uh, I like how this is the, the these whole new few scenes intercut between the bridge and the and the party. So we are back to the party again and they're explaining why the ship's named after Poseidon, who's the god of the sea, but also god of storms as well. Mm. Did you like the little nifty captain's phone underneath the table? Yeah, with the there? light flashing yeah. so it didn't ring. It was just uh, yeah, something that just caught his attention. little thing and he picks it up. And, and you goes, can't imagine that was real. Oh, has, would have to be, yeah. Would have to be because how can the captain be now, off deck? You know? Now there'd be a like a, a just text him or whatever. If there'd be a yeah. system, yeah, that's be, right. ha, have something in place. But uh, he excuses himself. I love how the Greek owner follows him as well. Uh, the Reverend asks uh, where Mike and Linda are going because Mike and Linda aren't there yet. Mm. First trip since they got married, though they they realise. Um, no, I think he asked how they're going, and first trip since they got married, and the Reverend toasts to love. He goes, oh. let's do a toast. Oh. Now again, the kid. I like it with the kid. How curious he is, and and turns out just he turns out to be a bit of a hero. This young kid because he knows a lot of stuff about the boat. He's um, a boat and nerd, the ship per, nerd. Maybe. Yeah, the purser says that you know who really runs the ship. It's not the captain. Yeah, it's me, the purser. Which is it's yeah. funny because it, when he said that, it's yeah. like oh yeah, whatever, mate. But then yeah. you realise later that's his personality. Yeah. He believes he that runs he's the in charge and yeah. uh, everyone should listen to him and all that kind of stuff. Because I think he explains the fact that, yeah, the captain might know he won't be up on the bridge, but the Poseidon is basically a hotel with a bow and a stern attached to it and that I run. I yeah. run the hotel. The captain just steers it around. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, is a good descript- this- it is a good description of a cruise a hotel on water. Yeah. At, this little, at this point is the first time we see Susan, which is Robin's older sister, yes. staring at the river. I'm reverend. sure he called her something else in the cabin. No, no, sure we're talking it. Susan, the your girl, no, not Mike, yeah. Mike and Linda. No, I'm, oh, I'm you reckon? Okay. Yeah, the little kid, is that when he was fighting that? with her, and yeah. he was jumping sis, on no, her he bed. called her sis. He oh, called her sis, it? yeah, sis, her sister. Oh, sis, man, okay, maybe that was it. Yeah. Okay. But she's sort of staring at the river, and I think she's got she's got a crush on him, I reckon. And, and even throughout. That was a very weird thing. Yeah, yeah. throughout the Young uh, girl rescue. staring at the reverend, and yeah. then throughout the reverend. I'm glad it didn't go anywhere. I'm going to point out some other weird things that happened in a minute too, by the way. Okay. Back up on the deck, though, we notice that there is uh, there's more dramas. That's a frightening target, sir, and getting closer. 
Seismographic Station Athens, sir. This is Captain Harrison, SS Poseidon. Can you give me any further reading on that sea quake near Crete? Over. This is Athens. Epicenter 130 miles northwest of Crete. Duration 42 seconds. One aftershock, 3.6 on the Richter scale. Duration 10 seconds. First reports indicate a major bottom displacement and heavy swell conditions building to the northeast. We should mention, actually, I should mention that the captain was played by Leslie Nielsen. Did you recognise the captain? Yeah. He, he so was, he was also here's in... my problem. When his name came up on the screen, I'm yeah. like, so this is in the, I'm talking rewind. We're at the very opening credits here. Yeah. His Leslie name Nielsen. comes up and I go, yeah. so is this a comedy? <laughs> no, he was a serious actor before this. Before Flying do, High. But do you remember that? Yeah, uh, Flying was High was saying that in Flying High. I'm going, yeah, yeah. isn't he? I'm so confused. Yeah. And this, I'm he like, oh, God. He plays the doctor in Flying Unfortunately, High, Unfortunately. I think that's the thing, especially when we yeah. talk about generational movies, right? Yes. Imagine, I imagine many more uh, younger generation people have been introduced to Flying High yeah. before than the Poseidon, seen right? Stuff, and yeah. so they'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I reckon. That he was a very serious actor before that. So he made uh, Forbidden Planet, which is a famous sci-fi movie he was starred in, and this movie. But he only turned it, because that movie, Flying High, was the first comedy he'd ever done. Yeah, wow. They got him on board and they thought, you're a serious actor. We reckon you'd be funny because everyone's expecting you to be serious. Yeah, right. And that, that's kind of where his career turned. But Back at the party, the countdown's begun. 10 second, 10, 9. Happy New Year. Now, here's the weird part. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to get to the weird part here. Let's first of all play this because, you know, this does, does this not remind you of New Year's Eve? Yeah. <laughs> Hard legs on. Every time I hear that song on New Year's Eve, I remember this movie. Oh, really? Every time. So they're all celebrating the New Year's come in. And they're all, what do you normally do at midnight? You normally, you know, give a bit yeah, of... Yeah, you got to know, find someone to kiss. Someone, have a just happy, happy New Year. That's where old mate with the pills on you was going to get lucky. Now, here's the thing. If you look closely, everyone at the table, everyone kissing each other, are all kissing each other on the lips. Yes. Oh, mate, even the reverend... Goes in for a. Mate. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I actually went like, to myself. Yeah, normally, normally you kiss I someone. It's like know. a side kiss, you know, like. Mate, I, th I, th I thought about this way too much last night when I was watching the movie. Hello. Because the Reverend goes in, because um, old Mrs. Rosen turns to the pill bloke and gives him a kiss. And I thought, that was. That, yeah. My reaction to that was, that's lovely of that her was to, a lip kiss to, give, to give him that, you know, yeah. that sensation because he's a single dude. <laughs> but then when the Reverend did it, I thought to myself. Oh, Reverend gives I, a couple. Yeah. Yes, I can't think of a yeah. person. Time, no. moment, Mate. when I, when it would, would even be acceptable, <laughs> let alone well, possible. Well, they're all, Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, when we meet people, when we... Yeah. You don't kiss yeah. them on the lips. No. Yeah. This you is know, very familiar. You know when you what come up to people at a PR sort of, event or something, some of, the, some of them are hugged, some of them are kiss <laughs> on the cheek, some of them are just yes, stand back. That's right. There's no one what sort of that cruise, is kiss on the lip. What sort of cruise was Is this? it a Contiki <laughs> cruise from the... <laughs> I don't know, but Mr. Rosen, like, do you remember at midnight, yeah, everyone gets in a circle, right? Yeah. Mrs. Rosen's on his left, and there's this young, like attractive young lady on his right, who he plants a massive kiss on her lips as well. <laughs> and I think Mrs. Rosen turns and just all oh, half catches him as well. But I'd never noticed that till this watch. I'm thinking, what the hell's going down yeah. here? Very, they're very friendly around here. Uh, up on the bridge again, they're a they're keeping a sharp watch. He goes, look, get my binoculars, and then they do get a call from. The watchtower. What is it, lookout? On the port bow. I don't know. I 
never saw anything like it. An enormous wall of water coming towards us. So hang on a minute. Hold on to your hats here. This is the wall of waters approaching. And this Party's is on the radar, radar, right? No, this is the, they, the lookout. They've already had, the lookout. But, but you've got to they remember, they've it. already had this thing on the radar. Oh, right? yeah. They and that thing on the radar. Well, it showed I, swell. It showed C. It showed this, yeah. this curve. Yes. And, and I'm thinking. It was like a line on a radar. From the yeah. moment it came. But it, but it was a curved line. It was very clearly, yeah. you know, a wave. Advancing, yeah. And I just, from that moment until this, I thought to myself, why have we not turned into the wave? Yeah. I don't know much about boating, but I can tell you, hitting yeah. a wave front on is better yeah, than hitting better than side on, right? Yeah, exactly right. And so, yeah. yeah, now they've seen a wall of water and we're yeah. about to get the call to bloody turn hard hard left. Yeah. It's too late, champ. Exactly right. Well, the in the party, they know, don't know anything, but the captain's on the binoculars and he sees for himself the wave approaching. Oh, my God. Hard left! Hard left, sir. Close all watertight doors. Sound bump stations. So here's the thing, right? Mm. As the wave's approaching, the captain shouts, hard left. A real captain would have said port, not true, left. True. Port, port true, is left. Port and starboard, yeah. Starboard's Balance right. turn. Yeah, so... But he, yeah, I'm with you though. He should have he should have turned right into it rather than he sort but much of... Much earlier. He yeah. almost puts it was himself too late side at on. That yeah, point. yeah, so... Yeah. Because... It's the whole adage of, you know, it's like turning a cruise ship or turning a, a container ship. It's, it yeah, takes, it takes takes a, a long time, yeah. And a big, big amount of space. It was never yeah. going to turn hard into have, something yeah. they could already see. He should have positioned it earlier, right? Eh? I mean, have I haven't I obviously earlier. not researched, but I'm tipping there's boaties on, on, the, on the internet that say, had he have done that at the first sign of it, yeah. it may well, have had some They're saying the chance. Titanic, if they had, you know how they tried to go, they tried to go left as well. Right. They went port and it hit down the right-hand side. If the Titanic had just just smashed straight into it, would have broken head on. It would have only affected the front the front of the boat. Yeah, because they instead of ripping into a bunch of a bunch of ballast tanks, it hit hit a few. Yeah, yeah. right, mate. We're all we're all all Monday morning quarterbacks. We all know (laughs) the way I live my life. (laughs) (laughs) Hindsight's twenty twenty here. Back at the party, they hear the alarm bells, and here's where they first feel the ship starting to list. That then you hear them look send off the mayday, and this is the point where. They're going to have to hold on to something. The ship is actually tilting quite yeah. alarmingly. And I like, so, oh, now something I haven't mentioned, but you, yeah. I'm sorry, because I don't know Stephen's notes, but yeah. I apologize if you get to this at any point yeah. in the filmmaking sense. But yeah. before, even leading up to this, in all the static scenes, yeah. there's motion in the camera. Oh, there's, you mean so that, like, to give you the sense that they're on a boat? To get, yeah, yeah, you right. can tell they're just on yeah. a soundstage in most cases. It's like a lot of handheld but stuff, they, you reckon? I don't even think it's yeah. handheld. I think it's just a that's really... Pro- that's probably even done in post-production. It may, it yeah. may be, but yeah. it could easily be just yeah, a right. very yeah. simple... I, I did notice that. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, if yeah. you look hard enough at any anything, like in this scene Well, there's here, nothing hard still. It's always nope. yeah. a sense of motion. That's right. Yeah, if right. there's, like, the boy and the girl in their, in their cabin or any other scene before this one... There's this there's this sense of movement even even in, the, in going forward. But in this scene, I love the way they do it because it's not, you know, you could just go right. Let's just turn this thing over, right? Yeah. And you throw everyone down. But this is so gradual. It's gradual, yeah. That that you're thinking, oh, okay, well he's he's fallen over. But then it gets to the point where it's, everyone sort of starts to tilt over. And yeah. Then they go, hang on a minute, we're going to hold on. Because and, no, you're right. Here's what it does. You'll not, they've got this great model that they've had out there and all this stuff. And in Titanic, you know, James Cameron had this big model and they sunk yeah. it and all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. But in this. You never see the model turn. I'll tell you later how that happened. And we're at the point now where the wave actually hits the boat. Yep. Ships tipping over. Passengers being thrown around everywhere. Now, 
we had a little bit of a speculation on the wave and what happened and what he should have done. Hmm. Now, a tsunami or tidal wave, yeah. they're usually never a threat to ships when they're out at sea. Right. Because if they're in relatively deep water, that's probably why he never turned to the left. He never turned into it because Be normally it's just a swell that they ride over. Like a wave never breaks in the open sea. A tsunami would be a big swell rather than a breaking wave. Yeah, right. Right? So, so, so the whole, normally ship, the whole wave breaks would, would list? Yeah, would have just gone would up just, and down. Ah, yeah. interesting. So what a normal, ah. a, like when, waves only break when they hit shallow water. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's what we saw here. So. We did. There was a mention earlier of the of it piling up in the shallows. So there was a mention earlier of uh. that. So that's the, you know, you need shallow water and the, to to make the for the wave to break. But the, as was in the film, it said the tsunami was caused by an earthquake. So it shouldn't have actually broken like that, mm. like it did. So interesting. Yeah. Now the ship is. We see the ship is on its side now. So passengers. So you can just imagine. Passengers are now falling. What used to be the floor is now the wall. Yeah. And they're falling down this wall. Yeah. Basically and, uh, just, you know, sliding down. Which is down pretty well done. I quite liked it. Um the um the the whole thing where they're hanging on to the, the I love to say now that when they fully are, are capsized, the tables that were bolted to the floor are now passengers are hanging off them on the ceiling now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh and I, the, the classic shot here is you see the guy that was hanging on the table falling backwards into the what used to be the glass ceiling that, yeah, is yeah. now the floor. He yeah. just falls backwards into that. That's the classic open. shot out of there. Um, you know, bodies are, are flying everywhere. Now, let's talk about how they did this. So the capsizing sequence was actually done in two parts. The first part was they had actually the set – was on a hydraulically controlled unit. So they, they, sense, yeah. they tilted the floor to 45 degrees. Yeah. So the cameras were then stopped. Then they redressed the set so that the floor then would become the ceiling for the next bit and then and vice versa. So the actors were then so they right, let's we've shot that. Now everyone come off. They they've tilted around fully 90 degrees upside down. He goes, okay, now go back to where you were before. Find your place and we'll get you back up here and there. And and that's how they did it, which I think it looked pretty good for the time. It, oh, it look, was amazing, yeah. I think if you – like I noticed – essentially I noticed um, sections. I noticed that yeah. there were moments when they were on a slight angle yep. and then the next – it was all shot on a bigger angle and then the next – you know, like you could, if you look at it closely, you will see exactly what you've just described. Yep. But in your first watch – in real time, yeah. it, I think it's very it well, well done. done. I very think it's well done. very well done. And uh, so it, the whole boat's upside down and we're, we're starting to see people are starting to get pull themselves together. Manny. Man. 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 Oh, Manny. Are you all right? I think so. You're not hurt? No. Jesus Christ, what happened? We've turned over. So they realise that. That was the point. They go, we're, we're upside down. Yeah. So they, they, I like it how they go from, you know, you see a guy's pinned under a table. He goes, oh, help me, help me. And then he goes over to help him and the poor bloke dies. Yeah. The purser then pipes up. Remember the purser who was at the table saying, I run the ship. He tells everyone, look, stay put. We're going to be okay. The kid's then looking for his sister, young Robin. And they look up and she's actually up on, still up under the table, mm. <laughs> up top. 
Yeah. And they decide to sort of pull a, a big tablecloth and she jumps down. Can we just talk about the furniture? Yeah. So why it's bolted to the floor? Some is bolted to the floor, some is not. Well, the chairs weren't. But well, the there was one were. chair bolted to the yeah. floor. Well, it's not it's not unusual, I discovered in my research, for chairs to be on sh- cruise ships. I've never done a cruise in my life, right? Wouldn't either. Chair, chairs on cruise ships are often uh, tethered to the table with a, like a rope or something in right. case this happens. Well, yeah. yeah. So I, I assumed that of the table and then yeah. so I was okay with this bit. Yep. Fast forward a little bit when they're doing the, the escape from the room. The, yeah. the, the table's there, but there's also a chair stuck to the roof. Stuck up there. Okay. And I'm like, okay. that just looks stupid. Okay. <laughs> so the, she falls, she jumps down. This is a bit of genius where yeah. old mate gets a big, what, curtain. Yeah, and then she and jumps creates down. creates a net. Yeah, yeah, Very smart. Right. And uh, so they, what they decide to do, the Christmas tree actually falls over, and then you see Acres, the waiter, um, stuck up top. Could you help me down? I've injured my leg. Hang on, Acres. It's solid steel. Ah, sir, at the outlet of the propeller shaft. Look, kid, this isn't some toy boat in a bathtub, so you let us figure it out, huh? I'm sorry, sir, but Charlie, the third engineer, he told me that back by the shaft, the hull was only one inch thick. Look, kid, do you know how thick one inch of steel is? (laughs) It's one inch less than two inches. (laughs) We're climbing up, all of us. I love how when when Mike, my rogo, was trying to... um, trying to say, listen, kid, let, you know, relax. But the kid kept saying, oh, I'm sorry, sir. He was so polite and about very it. Polite, very polite. But, I'm sorry, sir. Assertive. And And showed that he knew more than he did. Yeah. So they decided to use the tree to climb up. So where the galley was, that's going to climb up to Mr. Aker's position up there. And then the purser says to the preacher, she says, what are you doing, suicide? What, are you, what the hell are you doing? He goes, leave me alone. They carry the tree over and they decide, up we go. But... Um, Martin, Mr. Martin, James Martin goes over, talks to the other passengers. Look, this is what we're doing. We're going up the tree. You want to join? Up to you. The Reverend also sees that Mrs. Rosen has given her husband the thing for the grandson. He goes, look, I'm not going anywhere. I can't go up there. Mm. And uh, he comes over and convinces them. Yeah, put it back on. You'll give it to him yourself. Mrs. Rosen, we have to go right now. Mr. Scott, a fat woman like me can't climb. I'll wait here with the others. I'm afraid I can't let you do that. Listen to him, Belle. There's something different up there than there is from down here? Life. Yes. Life. Life is up there. And life always matters very much, doesn't it? Now, Shelley Winters, how yep. she, she's referred to in this movie and by herself as being fat and, and everything, and a couple of other characters refer to her that yeah. way as well. She gained 35 pounds what? for this part. And she was, in her career, she was normally really slim and attractive. She's still attractive in this movie, but she, That's piled, she piled on the weight for this. And she's complained afterwards that she was never able to get back to her original oh, weight really? after this. Yes. Couldn't get back to a fighting weight. Couldn't get Bloody back hell. to do it, yeah. Can I make the uh, observation here yeah. about wardrobe? Yeah. Which is raised multiple yeah. times uh, by the reverend. Yeah. Because he's like, 
well, you can't go up the tree in that gown. Yeah. So you can take the gown off. I'm thinking, yes, I'm, geez, not, I'm not wearing anything is, under it. Yeah. This is where the movie gets interesting. <laughs> uh, sadly, it doesn't. Um, Few old kisses and, on the and, lips. And one bloke gives his wife the, the shirt. Well, it's his the, husband. The husband gives the shirt. The, He's in a singlet. Mike yeah, gives him the shirt. The, yeah. One bloke gives his yeah. wife the shirt. Yeah. And then he reverend asks the girl who's fascinated yeah. by him to take her skirt off. She's wearing a pair of shorts yeah, underneath. That's off fine. Skirt. Yeah, yeah. But Mrs. Rosen, she's cool. She's all right. She's got like a like a, a tight, long skirt like, on. Well, tight dress, yeah. yeah. Yes, mate. Well, maybe she takes that off. She's what does she do? Well, mate, I'm just gr- saying, yeah, old mate, Reverend. Okay, but now the is a dirty got, old man. His his her gown wasn't as long. Her dress wasn't as long as the others. I think they were all wearing okay. long gowns. I <laughs> oh, right? see. So you reckon he only asked the attractive women yes, to take their clothes that's off? That's what oh, I'm oh, saying. Is that what you're implying? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. can see how yeah. you would get mate, come to that conclusion. It's wild. I'm okay. telling you. Well, uh, we see here. Here's a sad part where the singer is sort of with, with yeah. her dead brother and singing. You know, you know, you're going to wake up. Come on. And uh, our man, Mr. Martin, comes over and says, look, you know, come with us. You, 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 let's, let's, you want to live? Continue. Come come with us. Yep. Mrs. Rosen is halfway up the tree. The reverend comes up behind her. And goes, who, who is that? Who's she's like, she's stuck. She doesn't know what's going on. He's, yeah, he's look, both hands gonna have, on. We're going to have to take some liberties here. Um Here's the part where the reverend's about to leave and he sees the other reverend that he was talking to earlier. Yeah. And he said, look, you, know, you never asked me about my sermon earlier. They have a, they have a bit of a chat. May I have your attention, please? Well, he talks to the other people. May I have too. your attention, please? That's the way out. That's our only chance. Don't listen to him. We've got to stay here till help arrives. Help from where? From the captain? He's dead. Everybody's dead who was above us before the ship turned over. Because now they're underneath us, under the water. That's not true! It is true, you pompous ass. <laughs> There's nobody alive but us. And nobody's going to help us except ourselves. It's up to each one of you. It's up to all of us, together. Now, please, for God's sake, come with me. I order you not to go! He knows nothing about this ship. Why don't you mind your own business? Now, there, there had already been at least one shot of the boat underwater upside down. Yeah. Um, and there had been somewhere an explanation that there are essentially watertight uh, yeah. cavities compartments and compartments po- within, pockets, which is yeah. why this air pocket was yeah. uh, was survivable. Yeah. Um, well, no, no, but it's also the purser saying that's why yeah. we stay here because right. that's the way the ship's built. Okay. Um, Do you reckon there is a scenario where, you know how like on a, on a plane, all the, they've all got safety safety procedures. Mm, mm. Is there a safety procedure for a boat that capsizes, you reckon, on a cruise ship? Uh, I would have to ask uh, yeah. passengers of the Costa Concordia. Um, do you remember that thing that went <laughs> yeah, the Italian captain who yeah. The Italian captain who did the back door. Oh, yeah. I, I, this is also where I raised the question, which you may address, I don't know, yeah. of the boat being literally upside down. Yeah, it is upside down. Yeah. I don't know that, that would ever happen, would it? Well, just legit upside down. I, I think a modern boat, of course, would have they'd have the balance and the ballast and everything for this. It'd take something extreme so that, to capsize a that boat. imagery, that thought of a boat literally floating yeah. upside down, is yeah. based on the fact that we're running with that theory of the pumps being broken, pockets, there being no yeah, ballast, yeah. all the air pockets, and the weight being up top, and that's how the boat. Essentially, is just sitting yeah, upside just down. sitting there because yeah. that felt very unreal. But to the, me, but also on the way out, the young kid who knew everything about boats said, "Oh yeah, well this other boat stayed up, stayed afloat upside down for ten hours before it right. sunk." So no, oh, there, there we go. go. That's, set, that's set yeah. the clock. Yeah, 
But b- early, just before that little ser- that little speech he gave then, when he asked the cap- uh, other ser- um, reverend, you didn't ask me about my sermon, the response he gave was, your sermon was only talking about the strong. You didn't really address the people who couldn't. And so that, that was that was why... And which, again, another thematic... I was alluding to earlier, which yeah. I thought was a really good um, closure on the, mm. the two um, priests, essentially. It's a way of saying, look... Um, you you did good, yeah. but what you're not talking to is you're not talking to everyone, which is yeah. exact. That's the divide I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Created this divide by saying people that are willing to push for their own yeah. strength. There's a bunch of people who aren't, yeah, and that's true. who you're true. leaving behind exactly. by demanding yeah. they exit. You're leaving those people behind yeah. in the same way that you and address that rev- them in the that sermon. reverend even says, "Look, I can't leave these people. Yeah. I can't leave them. I can't that, just leave them here. Yeah, so I have no other. That's option, why he, he stayed yeah. behind. So anyway, uh, they make it up through the Christmas tree. They're up in the galley now. So they said, look, we're on our own. And this is the first uh, time the, an explosion rocks the ship and we see water then pouring into the dining room where they just left. Yeah. And so they're thinking, hello. So that's these, the, exp- the explosions yeah. are probably my number one not, I wouldn't run them in the movie. Why not? Uh, the underwater vision of the explosions yeah. out the thing, it just looks so. I thought it looked all right for the time. No, flames but underwater. It, How but does again, that happen? It was, a, it was another, <laughs> it was another. Unknown factor. They had to. They, they're trying to get to the the propeller shaft. Oh no! I'm just. It's all these things I'm in just their saying, way. Yeah. Visually, okay. I would have left that effect out. Yeah, but I actually underwater thought, explosions. You yeah, can have just, an explosion I know, underwater. But showing the ship upside down yeah. with flames coming out of the the exhaust yeah. turrets, I think looked um, not I th- real. I think Whereas right. if you cut yeah. that out yeah. and just went, there's an explosion. There's now fire. Yeah. There's now a hole. And there's now water. Has the exact same effect I, as I, I didn't mind those shots. I no, honestly, I honestly I they were didn't. rubbish. Anyway, we see the water that's pouring into the dining room, and them thinking, "Holy hell, we better get up that tree!" And then the, they all they rush to it so quickly that it falls back over. Yeah, so, so they're, they're all now faced they're now with their lives literally, yeah. and they're see going, later. "Well, that's going to work." But unfortunately, yeah. the Christmas tree a won't hold them all, and b they're they're impatient. So now the uh, w- the the survivors are now uh, finding themselves, uh, they've come to a fire door. They see that the door's hot, but they open it up. They see some fires. They go inside the kitchen. They go, you know what? Uh, let's get through here. But they also ask, first of all, where the hell does this lead? Okay, what? Hey, Kurt. The companion way on the other side of the kitchen. Where does that lead to? Oh, uh, down to, uh, up to Broadway, sir. Oh. What's Broadway? It's a service way, sir, that runs the full length of the ship. Or does Broadway lead to the engine room? Well, sir, I don't know much about below deck, sir, but uh, there might be access from that area, yes, sir. There is! You again? Sorry. <laughs> Robin, you were saying that Broadway leads to the engine room. How do you know that? Well, that's the way I went with my engineer friend. He called it Broadway when he took me down to see the boilers. Well, that's it, then. Well, wait a minute, you're going to take his word for it? Why not? Because he's just a kid, that's why not. Mrs. Rosen, I promise you no more Christmas trees. <laughs> I'd be grateful. <laughs> But what they do have, they've got. They come to this upside down staircase, and they use the fire hose to pull them up. Yeah. And I love the kid when he uh, when they're all taking the turn. Then it's Mrs. Rosen's turn. Uh, ah! It's all right, Mrs. Rosen. I have my dad pulling a six hundred pound swordfish up Hawaii. <laughs> Which is a great line, and I love. Oh, you probably use it later, but I do love the yeah, fact a little that he apology. Gets to that later. Yeah, 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 I'll get to that. It's just such a yeah. cute thing. To- Don't worry, you'll be easy. We've done a 600 pounder. Uh, They come to the central shaft, which I think, what are they? Are they the big funnels? Is that where they've come to? Anyway, there's a big shaft. (sighs) I've got a lot of questions about that. Yeah. (laughs) With a a ladder. So they're climbing up. um, 
They others see sort of the water coming in and start panicking. They've right only ways up. Let's go. And Mrs. Rosie goes, I'm, I'm going to go through that little hole. They see the water, the water rising, mm. and um, the they said, look, we've got to climb up the ladder. And I, I like how the fact that they decide to climb the ladder, but yet a lot of them are still wearing high heel shoes. Mate, Did that's you another that? observation Did you of mine throughout that? the yeah. whole thing. Not just high heels. Yeah. When they swim, they're wearing boots. Yeah. Like well, big women's you know, be, knee highs. They don't want to be barefoot, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know that that's enough, really. Yeah. But I like how when they, when it's the kid's turn to, to go up the ladder, he does say this to Mrs. Rosen. Uh, just look up. Just look up. Manny, are you there? Uh, where else would I be? Mrs. <laughs> Rosen? I didn't mean it to sound the way it did. What, I missed something? When I told you about Dad's 600-pound swordfish, I didn't want you to think I meant that you weighed that much. With everything that's happening to us, that's what you're worried about? <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That's awesome. <laughs> I actually think line. it's awesome because it's a great line. It's a but the wonderful, so it's a wonderful yeah, yeah. apology. But it's also a wonderful thing from her to go, dude. I'm not worried okay. about that. <laughs> it's it's. I really love yeah. her character. I think oh, I think great. she may be the standout of the movie. I agree. Another explosion rocks the boat, and our man Acres falls into the water. Yeah, and he's gone. Rogo yeah. tries to save now, him. Now I'm just gonna say, I mean, he's don't forget he had an injured leg. Uh, he couldn't. He couldn't. Swim or climb the ladder. Oh, okay, is that had, what we're going to say? Yeah, well, he had an injured leg. He could hardly remember he, when he was trying to go up the ladder. He was hopping up one leg I at a time. Understand, but sure, you could tread water with just your hands. Well, is the best. Boiling water, fire, and flame. If, like it's, it's like we're going into a, a pressure cooker. Is it's it all though? hot, all steaming water, and it, it wouldn't be pleasant. Again, you think flames happen in water? I'm not so sure. Well. But. On top of water. Anyway, he, he couldn't couldn't get out of there. It was all kinds of things going on. There could yeah. have been some turbulence under there. Well, so, so my observation there was before the the explosion, they're in this, you know, it looks like a lift cavity essentially, and and there's water at the bottom. There's a ladder. Yeah. Um, they didn't really need to stress because even if the water came up, they could literally just float up to where they needed to go. So Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. I guess so. But I think they had to get up to another deck. Like the water's rising. Yeah, no, so you've got to get there to faster get to another than the deck. water. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah totally. Um, the, so the, I like this bit where the woman, the singer, she's uh, she was sort of frozen. She says, look, come on, Martin uh, talks her through it. He goes, come mm. on, let's go. But then when they get up the top, they actually spot um, some other people. Yeah. yeah. My God, there are other people still alive. Now you stay here. Help the others out. Okay. We'll see where they're going. Where are you going? We're following the doctor. Doctor! Doctor! You're going the wrong way. But you're going toward the bow. That's right, Reverend. Wait. Wait. But you can't get out that here. Why not? Because we're settling by the bow. The bow's underwater. If you have to go anywhere, go back toward the stern. We'll get out through the engine room, all right? The engine room's gone. How do you know that? The explosions, you must have felt them. The only way out is forward. Did you... Did you check the engine room? Did you see it? I don't have to. We're going forward. Please, come with us, Reverend. You're going the wrong way, damn it! He's pretty sure of himself, mm. but this is the part where we see he's he's sort of he's on a mission. Like the Reverend's on a mission. He wants to save everyone, mm. and we hear when he finds out about Acres. We lost Acres in the shaft. He fell. Where in the hell were you? What's that supposed to mean? 
I told you to keep everybody rounded up. Well, Mr. Robert did the best he could well, to try to, to get defend it. me. Now, look, preacher, I've had just about enough out of you. <laughs> Who do you think you are, God himself? He was hurt. He needed your protection. All right, so he was hurt. The boat tilted and he fell. The shaft blew up and he's dead. And that's it. Or do you want to make something more out of it? I told you I was going to get everybody out of here and God damn it, I'm going to do it. So he's on a mission. It's pretty they they, they too, clash pretty they? heavily here, yeah. and I think Mr. Martin says, "Listen, we'd all be feeling a little bit better if you don't clash so much." And they, this is the point where they decide: do we go to the engine room or do we follow? Uh, yeah, they're the, basically the, the do doctor. we follow all those people yeah. we just saw, or, or, do we, or do we go with the go reverend? our own way? Yeah, I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm going to go to the stern, to the engine room, and if it's possible, we're going to do it my way. If not, we'll go forward. You got it? Preacher, you got 15 minutes. If your ass isn't back here in 15 minutes, we're going the other way. You're on. So he, he heads off. Mm. The others look around for food and stuff. They find torches and rope and various things. I like that when the, they walk through. Here's where they sort of show off a little bit, where they show an upside-down barbershop. And then I, I like the, the kid, those scenes were good. The yeah, kids in a toilet. The kids in the toilet upside down yeah. as well. That's one of those scenes where yeah. when you watch it, they've just got a little bit of movement in the camera. Yeah. Okay. Like this ever bit. so much. Okay. So that no, you, get the, right. you get the feeling it's just balancing. You just, yeah, yeah, you it's really make, well done. Did it make you sick, mate? No. You okay? So you get motion sickness. <laughs> watching on high sense TV. Yeah. Uh, so we see the Reverend moving ahead through some tight spaces and the girl, funny enough, she follows him and says, what are you doing here? She mm. says, I'm a bit scared. I feel safer with you. I love you. No, she doesn't say no, that. She but, doesn't. She, but, yeah, you can tell that she's got this mad crush on him. And uh, Mrs. Rosen, again, saying, look, we're not going to see our grandson. I don't know what we're going to do. And the reverend comes to a hatch and the girl, what does he say to the girl? This is what he says. I want you to promise me something. Depends what? If I'm not back in five minutes, you go tell the others that I was wrong. Tell Mr. Rogo to do it his way. Understand? Okay, I promise, but you'll be back. I'll be back. Now, a couple of things there. Mm. That reminds me of the Ace Ventura line. If I'm not back in five minutes, wait longer. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately thought that. And the, the other part, too, oh, where Jesus. he's the first person, forget Arnie, what does he say at the end? I'll be back. Yeah. He said it. So there you have it. I can't imagine that's the first time it's <laughs> ever been said in a movie. Well, Arnie's famous for it. Yeah. But, mate, Gene Hackman said it bloody 10, 12 years earlier. You didn't say it with an accent. Maybe, maybe, back. That, maybe not. Anyway, they're looking around. They're finding life jackets. Uh, this is where he walks into the upside-down toilet. Rogo mm. taking stock of what they found, and they're thinking, you know what? It's uh, it's, it's probably time to go. Well, it's 17 minutes, and he ain't back. 16 minutes. Well, let's go. Oh, uh, Mr. Rogo, can't we wait just a few what minutes? What for? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to move that way and fast. Now, let's go. Mr. Rogo! Mr. Rogo! What's the matter? What happened? Where you been? With Mr. Scott. We found a hatch. He thought it might lead to the engine room, but he wasn't sure. So he told me, if he wasn't back in five minutes, to tell you to do it your way. Come on, kid. Please, sir. God damn it, that does it. We've been wasting time sitting here while we should have been up front with those other people. Now, come on, let's go. Wait a minute. After all he's done for us, we can't leave without trying to find out what's happened to him. You're acting as if he's already dead. I agree with Mr. He Rogan. made a deal, didn't he? We're going to stick with it. Now we're going to go up front with those other people right now. Let's move it. I found it. Huh? I've been there. 
You hear me, Rogo? I've seen the engine room. I've seen the way out. And it's this way. To use your own words, let's move it. Come on. So there you have it. But yeah, the problem was, though, young Robin, they couldn't find him. And then what happened? The water started to rise. Yeah, so essentially time, too much time passes because yeah. there's, been, there's been a nice passage of time indication by several shots of water rising in different mm. places. But, you know, he yeah. – uh, there's a point where I went, did he really see the engine room or did he just come back oh, and he say did. he saw the engine he did. room? Yeah, how do you know? Because he's, he's – we'll he see it in the next scene. Because yeah. he said it. Yeah, but yeah. then my – Why my, would he lie about that? To get them to come with him. You reckon? Yeah, because okay. he saw the water and thought we can get through there. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that, no, that was I, part I'm, of my mind. Was I'm that? convinced he saw the engine room. Okay. I'm convinced. All right. But it is official. Uh, this little scene where him and Robin, remember he finds Robin, yep. the little kid, and they remember they battle through the waters rising? Yeah. Now, when they were filming that scene, you know, where he rescues the kid, the set was actually built on tracks that were slowly lower. Oh, uh, yeah, nice. But what had happened, the set was supposed to stop moving when they were half submerged, but it kept going. It kept going. Yeah. So what had happened is the camera crew ended up underwater. So oh. they had to, had to quickly get the film magazine and make sure that the footage wasn't ruined. And they were lucky. That they would have lost a few cameras. Yeah. So they were lucky that they rushed the film to the lab and it was processed and it was undamaged. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, they're on, uh, going down to the engine room, and he says, "Look, they, they get to this point where there was a, I guess there was a corridor here. He says here. there's a corridor here. Now, now, it's, now underwater. it's underwater. But he which, says which, it's which, not far. Which, which, like, links up to the fact that the water rose in the scene two seconds sure, earlier. Sure, sure, sure. And yeah. he, he's like, it's not that far. We can swim thirty-five feet at the most. They've gathered says. rope, so he's thinking he'll do that whole yeah. trick of taking rope through with him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then Mrs. Rose. <laughs> this is one of the great, up. one of the great moments. Yeah." I want you to promise me something. Depends what. Sorry, mate. Edit. Now, Mr. Scott, how long can you hold your breath? I don't know. Right, do me a favor, please. Try it now. Mr. Rogo, time him. Go ahead. Mr. Scott, look at this. Look, I was the underwater swimming champ of New York. Three years running. I held my breath two minutes and 47 seconds. Let me do this, please. Well, you were 17 then. His husband. <laughs> Her husband. Her dragging and pulling me all this way. Now I have a chance to do something I know how to do. Please, may I do this for everybody? Mrs. Rosa, I think I'm perfectly capable of holding my breath long enough to swim 35 feet. And he decides to do that. He swims through. Mrs. Rosen's anxious, saying, "How long has it been? What's going on?" And, and you know, it's not—it's yeah. clearly not just a corridor. Like no, he's got to go, go down, down a bit, up, up a, a bit, gangway, around a bit. Stairs, yeah, yeah, there's a bit to do there. But then they're all waiting. They're like, "What's yeah. going on?" What's, but what happens when he on? swims through the uh, like a panel, a metal panel falls, falls. on him? He gets trapped, and uh, they're, they're like, all worried. Well, she's thinking, "I'm going in." So she, she stands and yeah. does like a, a an Olympic dive. <laughs> she sort of takes a couple of breaths and in she goes. The um, she spots the Reverend and lifts the panel. Quite easily, I thought. She lifted the panel. What's well, underwater? Why couldn't he? Things underwater. That's could, exactly the problem. Done that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, she was easy for her. Why couldn't you have done that? Anyway, yeah. it's a, she it's does a rescue him. Um, they make it to the engine room together. And I like how she says here, oh, in the water, I'm a very skinny lady. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, she has, she a, has a bit of a, she has a heart attack, falls in the water. And um, she says to him, look, let me go. I know life matters very much. And, and then I think it was quite emotional where... She gives the chain to give this to Manny, and the Reverend. I think he goes, "No, not this woman." Yeah, yeah. That was quite so emotional. I'll tell you what's yeah. interesting about this. Yeah. It's, it was clearly emotional. It was, it was well. It was, yeah. it was an unexpected scene. Yeah, but I didn't feel emotional about it 
Yeah. Like it didn't it didn't hit me like many movies do. I'm a good yeah. um, I'm a good onion guy. Yeah. Like it can hit me. <laughs> this didn't. Which yeah. is weird, but well, anyway. You know that she's kind of did she she well, when Rogo Maybe it's because comes she, up, she she did it um with intention, with purpose and with, well, with results. She, she helped she saved she his life. She saved, saved the Reverend's yeah. life. Yeah. What the hell happened? You didn't pull on the rope. I got trapped. Mrs. Rosen freed me. Thanks, Mrs. Rosen. But it hadn't been for you, none of us. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So he realizes she's gone. And I like, then he has to I like go how back. he says, he goes, you had a lot of guts, lady. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. a big compliment. Now, he has to the, go back, In the he? original script, All right. it was apparent, uh, apparently it called for... Mrs. Rosen, he Reverend Scott says, "Okay, you go, Mrs. Rosen." She says, "I'm a champion swimmer." Okay, you go. So that was the original plan, and um, Gene Hackman says, "Yes, the Reverend wouldn't have let her do that. The Reverend would have wanted to do that himself." So the, the rather than uh, him being him so in the rescuing her, she oh. no, him, rather than him rescuing her, she rescues him, and he gets a, that's a lot more. To in tune with the character, and would I think it played out better? No, I agree that, that uh, they, they yeah. swapped. Um, anyway, Reverend tells Rogo, Look, go get the others, and he's concerned. What am I going to tell him? Reverend sees the hatch to the engine room, remember up the, up the wall there? Yeah, but uh, Rogo goes back, tells them all to swim. Mrs. Mr. Rosen says, Oh, is his wife okay? And what about he goes, the words she, he goes, she oh, made it she through? She made it through, yeah, yeah. And, and he knows immediately, to, you yeah. didn't answer my question. And he dives straight in, remember? He goes straight yeah. away. But then the girl says, um, you know, the singer, I think, what's, what was her name in, in the uh, theater character? Yeah, it was Lani or something. Yeah. Very, it was a she weird s- name. She said, look, I can't swim. Man. She goes, you can't swim. You can hold your breath, can't you? Just hold on to my belt. So that's what she did. Yep. Good on Mr. Martin. Yeah, he's played a doing good his, game doing there. his best. Back in the engine room, Mr. Rosen unfortunately sees his wife. Uh, quite emotional, that little bit there. They all make it through. Reverend sees the propeller shaft opening and he says to them, look, you know, we, we need to keep moving. I've seen the propeller shaft opening. We're almost home. Well, then we got to keep moving. Now, come on, come on, come on. Oh, you bastard, ain't you got no feelings? Now, look. Listen to me, all of you. Mrs. Rosen is dead. We can't bring her back, but what we can do is keep moving and be strong. That's what she would have wanted. So let's keep moving. Come on. Get up. Get up. Come on. Let's keep moving. Come on. You too, Mr. Rosen. No. My place is here with her. God bless you, Mr. Rosen. Look, Mr. Rosen. The last thing she said to me was, give this to Manny to give to our grandson from both of us. Your place is with the living. If you don't come with us, her death is meaningless. He talks a good game, the Reverend. Yeah, he does. She, he, he convinces him to move on. Uh, the Reverend points out the propeller shaft, tells him to follow him. Yeah. Mr. Rosen decides to catch up. They go up the catwalk, and uh, he says, well, we're nearly home. Get this one more door and we're home! The bastard was right. The little bastard <laughs> was right. Because <laughs> he doubted him. Every time he spoke about the ship, he doubted him. But this time, well, he proved But it. unfortunately, another explosion and mm. poor old Linda, Mike's wife, falls and falls to her death. Yo! 
I could have sworn he was going to jump then. Yeah, close, but I hope he didn't use that sort of logic when he was a police detective. Like, he didn't do anything. Gene, <laughs> the reverend didn't do anything, mate. I know his emotional reaction to his wife's death. That's true. Poor old, yeah, rev- yeah, poor yeah. old reverend's doing his best, mate. Finding yeah. find the oh, way yeah. out. Mate, hang on. The reverend's not just doing his best. Then he goes ninja yes. warrior on them. Well, <laughs> but you know what? That, this is the That's exactly what he does. But what happens, there was another explosion now, mm. and now... There's all this hot steam blocking their escape, and he's thinking, what more? What more do you want of us? We've come all this way, no thanks to you. We did it on our own, no help from you. We didn't ask you to fight for us. But damn it, don't fight against us. Leave us alone. How many more sacrifices? How much more blood? Just the one. How many more lives? (laughs) Wasn't enough. Acres wasn't. Now this girl. You want another life? Then take me. This is when he jumps up on the on that. Um, yeah. What's that thing? Just, the, the it's a wheel. wheel. Big, big, it's like a big yeah, like valve a, wheel. Valve, valve wheel. Yeah. So and he's uh, essentially turning it, hoping to and, turn and off don't the forget, steam. don't that wheel is boiling hot. He's turning it around. The steam hit it. Remember? Yeah. So he's sort of there, knowing he's not going to survive yeah. this. Again, I'll point out something about the way this is shot. Okay. It's because well, it goes clockwise well and shot. clockwise. No, I've noticed yeah. that, but it's well shot from afar because he's hanging on it. Yeah. But all the close-up shots, the fingers are not gripped enough. Like yeah. The fingers don't look yeah, like they're they carrying any weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Thought, I thought that too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, he decides he actually opens up the valve enough and then just drops and boom. Yeah, hot steam stops and he says and he tells him he goes you can make it keep going and then he sacrifices himself. I mean he's he clearly, tells Rogo he's get him fit, through. Strong guy. Yeah, he can't do a quick attempt at a well, swing across and live. I think his his hands were burnt to a crisp, mate. His yeah, hands on the wheel were swing, burned. Do yeah. something. But he tells Rogo get him get through. Him through. Yeah. And then Mister Martin speaks up to to help him get through. What do you think you're doing, Mister Rogo? You heard the Reverend. He said get them through. Well, go ahead. Get us through. You'll be all right, Ned. You'll be all right. For the girl crying about the river. You've done nothing but beat and complain. Always negative. Always destructive. Well, now's your chance to do something positive for a change. Are you quitting, Mr. Rogo? Are you going out with a whimper? On your belly? All right, you. That's enough. And he gets up. He opens the door to the propeller shaft, and there they are. It is a dead end, but one of them says, quiet, I think I hear something. And then they hit the hole with the bars, remember, on the middle, and then and nothing. Then they keep going, and then they hear the response. Did you hear the tapping mm-hmm. uh, response? 
and uh, they realise that there are people out there. The preacher was right. That beautiful son of a bitch was right. So the next bit we see them cutting through the metal and then as they're cutting through the metal, did you like this, how each character has like a little bit of a close-up? You see the effect of what's happened to them. Yeah, it's each well done. Each one has a little yeah, yeah. close-up. And they, as they're watching the, this hole being cut in the hole, yeah, yeah. and um, then the, 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 the hole opens up and they, uh, the guy asks, how many? How many of you down there? Six? Is that all? Did you save anybody else? Anyone from the bow? No. That's the end of the movie. They they climb out of the hole. And Six people. There's a, there's the helicopters waiting on the on the base of the pretty clean looking hole. Don't you reckon for yeah. for an old ship? Yeah. But um, the other people, remember, that went to the other side. That yeah. they, they weren't rescued, so they obviously drowned. They died. So the Reverend was right, mate. Couple of. I mean, I've got some questions cool... about that. If 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 okay. if we can. Okay. Let's let's unpack it now. I mean. The, the, have a, they even have a, they even checked? The there was yet? a random time that the helicopter was. There were people there yeah. on the on the end of yeah. the thing. Were they there all the time? There was just two or three of them in the helicopter. Yeah. B. Did they actually go to the front and yeah. like they were just told there's people at the bow? What are you doing to yeah. find them? You know, so probably not. That's what. That's yet, why when yeah. you said sequel, I thought, oh, they're going to go back and find the rest of them. <laughs> no. I mean, what what is it? But no. it did feel like well, a pretty half-assed it, rescue. It's meant. To, it's meant to make <laughs> you feel that these were the only six people who survived. The the Reverend got them through. Yeah. Um, did you catch a couple of lines? There's Hit a couple, of, couple of cool lines. Okay. Linda. Okay. Linda, honey. After you the ship right? capsized. Hi. Hi. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> what do you think? Flying around on my ass. <laughs> it's funny. The, both lines include ass, the word ass. <laughs> and remember when Linda, she didn't want to go behind Mrs. Rosen? I'm going next. So if old fat ass gets stuck in there, I will be caught behind her. It was a pretty <laughs> full-on thing to say right in front of her. Yeah. Now, Stella Stevens, who played uh, Linda Rogo, said in an interview in 2006 that when she first got the script, she read the script and she could tell in the script that she goes, whoever plays the fat lady uh, in the movie is going to end up getting an Oscar nomination. And she was right. Wow. Shelley, Shelley Winters actually did the role wow. to Shelley Winters and she there received that nomination for Best Supporting Actress. Mate, rightfully so too. All righty. Uh, film v. Novel. Before yeah. we unpack a couple of plot holes, yep. the, the length of the novel um, forced them to cut a lot of characters out. So like so I said it earlier. It was okay, a longer novel. So a lot of the characters, and they merged a couple of characters in one, but a oh. lot were cut out. Um, the novel was also a lot darker than the film. Oh, really? Yeah. There was a lot more like... Robin, the young kid, apparently disappears during a blackout. He's never found again. Oh wow! The young kid dies. Okay. Um, when they and when searching for Robin, his sister gets assaulted by a terrified crew member. So that's in the book. Assaulted? Yeah, I don't know what that what that implies. But oh. other than Robin, the other characters that are killed off in the film also die in the novel as well. So they don't they don't add too much to the body count. But they <laughs> they kill they're killed in a different order. Okay. The Reverend too was a lot more ruthless in the novel. Like just abandoning people. More if you, wow. if you, if you, anyone oh, right. who, so you didn't, you wouldn't yeah. have gone back to have that sympathetic yeah. chat. Anyone, anyone more, it doesn't want to fit through. You want to come with them, then stuff you. We're, we're going to go. We're okay. going to leave you behind. Um, the Rogo and the and Linda scenes, they were very argumentative. They're all constantly at each other's throats during the book. And in in one part of the book, he actually uh, strikes her. 
Oh. And uh, and then is immediately apologetic. He actually hits her. Right. And the bow group of passengers survive in the novel as well. Ah. So the bow, they do survive. Um, and so that way the, the novel makes the, the rescue by the reverend pretty good, but the bow people also survive. So they'll both run. In Man. the movie, that's they decided, a, That's a good point because I was just yeah. going to say you could have easily have the helicopter fly away yeah. and then fade to black graphic that says – you know, six, seven people were recovered from the bow as well or something yeah. like that, right? But yeah. by doing that, you devalue the reverend's efforts. Yeah, you do. And and he gave himself up in the in the book yeah. as well. But uh, And in the novel, the Poseidon actually sinks. So they're, they're rescued and they, they see the ship actually sink below them. Uh, now, the memory how they were having that argument about the Lenarchos telling the captain to take on ballast? Mm-hmm. There are some who believe that even though Lamarcos is made out to be the bad guy, that he actually might have saved them. Because the ballast, because the ballast, the ballast was, was actually there, not the there. The ship, ship wouldn't yeah. have um, sat. So the tidal um, wave like would have swamped the ship, whether it was top-heavy or not. Uh, had it been full of ballast, the water would have probably crashed down because the ballast is there, would have crashed down on the dining room. Yes. And they would have been all been killed. So him, them not having enough ballast could have saved their lives. Yeah. Now, the ship, this is another plot hole, the ship capsizes right at midnight. Yeah. Okay. Now, the length of the of the, of the the movie, it's almost like played out in real time. Do you feel that? Yeah, so you're time. saying they come out So it might have been a couple of hours and it's daytime already on the boat. Did you notice that? Well, I mean, you think about it, they say there's three hours worth of electricity for the lights. Yeah. So well, at best it's 3 or 4 a.m. 3 a.m., unless they're high up in the Northern Hemisphere where it's, the, well, they're, they're not. not, they're in the Mediterranean, yeah. are they, so... Uh, the roaring fires inside the ca- the capsized ship. Did you notice the fires all around? That would have eaten up all the oxygen. Everyone would have uh, suffocated right. before rescue. Yes. Um, throughout the movie, they're always talking about the engine room. Now, the Queen Mary, which was used as the basis, actually had four engine rooms. So which one do you want to go to? <laughs> Things you might not know, uh, all the shots of the exterior of the Poseidon were using a miniature. Mm-hmm. A large miniature built from the original blueprints of the Queen Mary. Oh, wow. Guess what? The miniature was 25 feet long. So it's like seven meters long. I was going to say, yeah, I reckon five big, or six it meters. It was a big boat. Yeah, right. It was also, the whole movie was shot in sequence. So that in order. I, it took advantage of When the, I moved to Hollywood, yeah, I'm only ever doing in sequence In order, movies. absolutely. So that way, as all the main actors were getting dirtier, that's sort of part of the movie. Yeah. So they, they didn't have to go there and there and everywhere. Yeah, right. Um, even though uh, Shelley Winters is presented as like an elderly retired woman, she was actually only 51 when the movie film was made. <laughs> she yeah, was younger than yeah, me. She yeah. was younger than me. Ernest Borgnine was uh, was three years older than her, and uh, he was he was still treating her like an old woman. So that's good acting for her. <laughs> now, as the actors, a lot of them did their own stunts. In the movie. Stunts. So the director, yeah, the director said that they were As actually climbing upstairs. Yeah, well, doing you know, a lot of them jumping up and down. You see, it's them. Um, and they were trying, they got really competitive. They were trying to outdo each other. Said, oh, you can do that. Jesus I can do that too. Christ. So really created, although Ernest Borgnine in, in a, on the, the, the commentary says that, that while they were doing it all themselves, they were still very, they were making sure that it was done safely okay. as well. Uh, did you notice? That when remember when the first time we see Gene Hackman, uh, the Reverend Scott, talking to the other chaplain uh, yeah. on the on the boat deck, talking about you know their theological conversation. 
If you look closely, now this was filmed on the deck of the Queen Mary, yes. remember, which is moored at Long Beach. Oh, no. If you look closely, you see some buildings in the background. <laughs> oh, so really? they're not at sea. They're actually just at right. port. Yeah, if you're very, very eagle eye. Another did you notice for you, the pressure inside the ship. Now, they're getting into the sort of scientific part here where the science of everything. Yeah. When they cut the hole in the um, in the bottom of the, it would of have the boat, let air in. all the outside pressure... In, so when the when the torch first cuts through the hole, the air would have rushed out of the ship, and it would have sunk faster. So all the pressure, all the air got a good. So that pocket would have just disappeared, and everything would have sunk a lot faster. Oh wow! Righto, three, three questions for Trip. Okay. Does Haberdasher Martin end up marrying that singer? Do you reckon they they form a relationship after this? He was quite close to her. You know the girl. Yeah. Do they uh, do no. they marry? No. no? He finds love in other areas. Well, speaking of which, no, question two, will Rogo look for another former prostitute to marry? Wow. <laughs> no. Question three, does that kid grow up to be an engineer or a cruise ship engineer? A designer, cruise ship designer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. There's no doubt. His he... career's in ships. Yes. All righty. Well, that's it. Give us your wrap-up and rating. I didn't love it. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, you said it dragged a bit. Is it yeah, it just, I don't know, have, man. It was... So the rescue part or the before the rescue part? <sighs> Before the wave or after the wave drag for you? Or a bit of both? I just the feel. Are they after, really? the, after the wave? Okay. After the wave. I don't know. I just felt like it was, yeah, a procession. Yeah. But okay. I, <laughs> this is going to sound wild. Yeah. I think I enjoyed talking about it more than I did watching it. <laughs> okay. I genuinely, okay, okay. I genuinely think works. I enjoyed I feel like I'd be, this is the kind of movie I'd be bad to watch with because I maybe uh, I'd make too many comments during the movie. Okay. I'm not a talker during a movie, okay, to good. be clear. Me neither, yeah. But- I feel like yeah. in re if we rewatch this, I would not shut up. Okay. Because I don't this, really this. care too much yeah. for the story. Okay. But I thought, mate, effects wise, sets wise, yeah. I thought it was very well Good done looking. for the for, time for its for its time. Because you got to remember, my this God, is, yeah. not even knowing the cast was as acclaimed, yeah. I thought it was so well acted. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's what I th I reckon that I like this movie, but not because of the spectacle of seeing a ship. Uh, capsized, mm. but it's such a character-driven movie. It's, yeah. it's 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 all the actors that make it a good movie. So I don't think I would recommend it to people like randomly. Yep. But I think if people have an appreciation for yep. certain okay. genres, but also the the quality of the actors, I, okay. I'd recommend it to them. So give us it's, a number, mate. Give me a number. At best, it's a seven and a half. Seven. Okay, I'm an eight point five for this. So you're seven point five. Yep. I'm eight point five. Okay. Should we talk about next week? Well, I mean. Oh. I'm Next curious. week, we're watching Oblivion, starring Tom Cruise, Morgan Freeman, and Olga Kurlienko. She's a Bond Bond. Never heard of her, but I've released, heard of Morgan and Tom. Released in 2013. Now, I'm oh, not okay. going to tell Ten you the director's old. name, right. but the director of this movie also yeah. directed another Tom Cruise hit movie. Okay. Was it A, Mission Impossible, B, War of the Worlds, C, Top Gun Maverick, D, The Mummy. I'm going to go with War of the Worlds. Bam. War of the Worlds was directed by Steven Spielberg. The director of Oblivion was Joseph Kaczynski, who directed Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Damn it. You've seen Top Gun that? Maverick. Hey, that's why I didn't want to say yeah, his I know. name. I would have, I would you would have, have picked there. his name. Yeah, I so, might have, yeah. yeah. So that's it. Next week, Oblivion. So that's so the first time Tom, Tom Cruise and John Joseph Kaczynski worked together. Uh -huh. So that formed a relationship for Top Gun Maverick. Great movie, Oblivion. Uh, it is set in the future and it's a bit sci-fi, but great 
great, great movie. Oh, and it, it's, wow, it's that's also, a big call. It's also one of great, the movies. Great, great, great movie. It's, wow. It's a showcase movie for me because I often use these scenes in this movie to demonstrate hmm. my surround sound system and some good sounding scenes in this. Really well done. You're going to love it. You're Rating, uh, it. children friendly, etc. Uh, yeah, it is. Yes, yes, it is. Really? Yeah. If there, yeah, there's there's a couple. There's no really scary scenes in it. There's some violence, like shooting and stuff, and lasers and stuff. But I reckon your kids would like it. Yeah, you, Jackson right. definitely. Maybe right. your younger Oblivion. ones. Oblivion. Oblivion. That's right. next week. But we hope you enjoyed the Poseidon Adventure. I know, I'm sure I did, and Trev, Trev did too. I didn't mind. So we look forward to you joining us next week for Oblivion. Trev, see you later. Bring it on.